Hey there, Smelly Bellies. This is Phil and Mike with the Smelly Cast Podcast, episode number 10. Holy crap, we're in the double digits. That only took us like six months. What ifs? What ifs? We've been, we've been knocking them out. We're doing a lot better now. Yeah, knocking stuff up. Happy to be. <laughs> it's, what, it's what you do, Phil. <laughs> I guess. Uh, anyway, we're excited to be here tonight, and I think we should just get started. Mike, let's do this. Do it. Never. It's just the very best. It makes me happy. We do still need to lock down the outro. Merci Felice. I don't know what that means. It makes me happy. I don't speak French. It's Spanish. German. I was going to say German. So Phil, let's get, let's get going. Uh, I'm thirsty. I'm, I'm so thirsty. Oh, that sounds like something. ice cubes. It is, because I didn't have time to freeze my beverage of the evening. Oh my goodness, frozen? No, well not frozen, but I had to throw it in the freezer. Look, my ice is melty. Oh, well. Mike, did I just hear a candle thing? Yeah, you did. I'm opening can after can. I feel like that's just a sound effect, but it tricked me. Okay, but here's the real one. Ooh. Yeah. So what are you drinking, Phil? Today, I have the Cidra Mondet Mansana flavored soda, which is apple. It's one of my favorite beverages from the ground country of Mexico. And it's one of my favorite things to drink when I have a Mexican hot dog. So, a Mexican hot dog? Drink it. Oh, Sonoran hot dog. Basically, a hot dog wrapped in bacon with onions oh. or beans. Uh, you put nacho cheese, guacamole, mayo, mustard. You can put ketchup if you want. Mm. J Dog mm. sauce. Yeah, it's a great idea. And this is what it sounds like. That sounds so refreshing. Oh, yeah. It just dripped, just dribbled all over myself. <laughs> good. That's how, that's how you know it's good. <laughs> Nothing new. <good. laughs> well, nice. Uh, what do you have? I'm drinking uh, a lovely beverage that I actually discovered. I went to dinner. With, I had a barbecue with some great friends of my, of ours, the Denkliffs. Yeah. And... Uh, Decided to bring some Fentimans. Uh, it's a great soda. It's uh, the one that I got is the Fentimans Victorian Lemonade. So it's <clears throat> fermented botanical lemon drink with ginger and herbal extracts. Whoa. Now, the, anybody that knows Fentimans knows that they have a bit of a kick to them. Um, they're not your typical soda. They're not as sweet, I guess I'd say. Um, they're also. Uh, a little bit stronger. It takes some getting used to, and it's uh, pretty interesting. So this one is particularly great. Another one that I recommend is the ginger beer, and another one of theirs that is probably the most popular that I know of is uh, they have a rose lemonade, which I actually haven't tried. We're going to oh. review that probably in a couple episodes. So Nice. Uh, just got some. Nice, nice. Well, my apple soda tastes great. I'm going to let it sit there for a second and chill. Ooh, mine is so good. Ugh. It really does have a kick, though. You can find, uh, for those of you that are listening, you can find Fentimans. I found these in, at Harmon's. They have a variety of them. So check out your local Harmon's if you're in Utah. Where can you find yours, Phil? 
Probably on the internet. The interwebs or Mexico. The arbiter of truth. Yeah, well, probably find the most Mexican carnicerias uh, and things like that. Real quick, also, I discovered. Now I texted you about this the other day. I discovered a, a new soda, that yeah. is a. It's supposed to be kind of like a Dr Pepper. So we love these kind of, I guess you'd call them doctor type, sodas. This one is called McFuddies. And uh, just barely, just barely uh, got some. I haven't tried it yet. I'm waiting. I'm probably gonna ship you a bottle, and we'll try it together nice. um, on the podcast live. So that'd be just high quality entertainment right there. <laughs> right there, and people listening to us drink sodas. Yeah, I and, like it. And analyze them like the fine spirits that they are. Right. <laughs> Do I detect nutmeg? Mm, it's a hint of zest and oak. Well, that's oaky? Is that an oaky flavor? <laughs> it's dirt and grass. Fresh, you, fresh you grass clippings. It. Sniffs. <sighs> Sorry about that. Well, All right, well, why don't we hop into this? I think we should just, just, just dive into our movie reviews. Movie reviews! We need, a, we need like a, sec, a segment intro for that. I'm still working on finding the perfect one. Haven't quite found it yet. Do you have the one from last time? No, I don't remember what that was. Jurassic Park. Oh, I do, I do. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I love it. <laughs> you really ruined that. <laughs> so well, I'm, I'm excited about these movies, Mike. I am too. Um, tonight we are reviewing the Muppets. Phil and I both love the Muppets. <clears throat> I would say for me. Uh, the Muppets go back into my childhood. I grew up watching the Muppet movies, watching uh, all of them, actually. Absolutely. But, you know, some that come to mind particularly are Muppets from Space, Muppet Christmas Carol, and Muppet Treasure Island. Those Muppet are some Treasure of Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island. Those are definitely the ones that I remember the most from my childhood. Yeah. Um, but more recently, I remember The Muppets. Their, yeah. their return, the grand return to the big screen. Absolutely incredible. This is like one of my all-time favorite things from my childhood is the Muppets. And when that movie came out, Mike and I had a good time enjoying it. I even sing the song to myself still. Oh, I wish I had a clip. Am I a man? Or am I a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? If I'm a man... Then I'm a very manly Muppet. Very manly Muppet. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I agree. I absolutely loved this movie, The Muppets. came out in 2011. And uh, part of the reason I think I loved it is because the of the people behind, behind it. And probably the biggest advocate for The Muppets and their return was Jason Segal, who I love from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, as well as... Right. How I Met Your Mother, and he's fantastic. He's just like, Love you, man. Yeah. I've, like I've told you guys, I want to be like his best friend. Like I just want to like, I just want to know him. And I know we've already mentioned this, but Mike is Marshall and Nikki is Lily. They are those that couple from How I Met Your Mother. Random uh, strangers have told me that that's who they are. So not random like, strangers. Well, people you've never met who meet you one time, they're like, oh my gosh, that reminds me just like, they remind me of Marshall and Lily from How I Met Your Mother. It's just because I believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, let's let's dive in. What, what do you love about the movie other than our boy Jason? So, I love the cast. Yep. B- big fan of Kermit. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Miss Piggy. Gonzo. Oh, Gonzo. Gonzo the Great. Fozzie. Fozzie Bear. Love Ralph. Waka, waka, waka. And, uh, but I felt like it wasn't, it didn't seem like a sequel. It yeah. felt really fresh to me and it felt new. And I, and maybe it was just because the Muppets had been gone for so long that I hadn't, that I kind of forgot that. Um, but I think that it definitely was something unique and at least it was for me. And part of it could have been the time of my life that it was, you know, that it came out and who I saw it with and the people that got excited about it. And, um, but there's one thing that stands out above all of it and that's the songwriting. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, uh, you know, another powerful part of why the movie was so good. Britt McKenzie. Yeah. From, uh, Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Conks. He won an Oscar for his movie. Manly Muppet. Yeah. And, but the music was fantastic throughout and, uh, all the, all the cameos were great. And, uh, overall it was just a great time. And I feel like it was a good time for both kids and adults. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was just a kid movie or, or just an adult movie. Definitely not. But it, it, you know, both, both could get entertainment out of it. It's, it had what we call four quadrant appeal. I guess so. That's a term. You should look it up. That's a real thing. It is the rating scale. Um, I, I will tell you the thing that I remember most. I, I saw it, I believe, I saw it Thanksgiving evening, mm. 2011. Good memory. Yep, and I just remember sitting there in the theater, and this old lady was just cracking up because Fozzie Bear had fart shoes on. <laughs> and every time I was like, fart, fart. No, I said, can you make the noises for me? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, <laughs> like just like, I can't go fast enough. <laughs> so, okay. This this lady, she's a bigger middle-aged woman, was just <laughs> just at the sound of Fozzie Bear making fart noises. Oh, love it. So great. But for me, I would say it was just a, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of greatness, a lot of callback to great Muppet moments and yeah. just my cheesy, punny humor that I love to death. <laughs> yep, I agree. And uh, I love it. And it's one of those movies that I watch definitely annually, if not you know, more frequently than that. Um, Amy Adams was fantastic in it too. And I also loved uh, Introduction of Walter, right? Yeah, Walter's a great character. Yeah. And I'm... I don't know. It was interesting that they chose to make such a movie and focus on, you know, Walter and his brother and have them be the main characters instead of the Muppets. The Muppets were all around them, but it was definitely focused towards Walter. Right. But it was good. Really good. Great, great voices. But one thing that I, that I just can't get over and maybe we can, maybe this is ties into both films, but the people, the puppeteers for the Muppets are fantastic. The Muppets, they're Muppeteers. The Muppeteers. I watched a press junket today of uh, for Muppets Most Wanted, and it had Ricky Gervais and Amy Adams and Kermit and Constantine and Sam the Eagle, and the the wittiness 
of the of the Muppeteers. Yeah, it's it's just fantastic. They really are just so good, and they're so good at capturing so much emotion with the puppet, and tying it in with the voice, and being quick with jokes and on their feet. Like they're so good, and it's it just blows me away. It's 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 such a different skill level, and you know, here I am, I can barely like talk just normally, let alone think about controlling a puppet and its emotions and then tying it in with a voice and it's wild. So that reminds me of two things. Um, I saw on the Nerdist podcast, they talked about um, like the Nerdist, they, they've got tie-ins with the people who control the Muppets now and so they do a lot of stuff with the Muppets and they have some great interviews and stuff for the first Muppets movie. So anyone interested can check those out. The other thing I think about is the documentary, it's on Netflix. Um, and it's the Elmo, the guy who plays Elmo. Yeah, that's um, great. What's it called? Um, I'll, I'll Elmo look it up. Or something. But yeah, anyway, the, the guy wanted to be a puppeteer or a puppeteer his whole life. And it talks about his path to becoming Elmo, the voice of Elmo. And I think there was some controversy with the guy recently, which is sad. But it's a great documentary. Yeah. If you want to learn more about you know puppeteering and what they do and the process, it's, it's great. It's called Being Elmo, A Puppeteer's Journey. Yeah, so definitely check that out on Netflix. It should still be on Netflix. Yeah, I, I think it is. And uh, the guy that controls Elmo is uh, Bill Beretta, I think. Oh, no, 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 that's not right. Hmm, who is it? I don't know, but I did see a casting call for someone who both spoke English and Spanish and could play Snuffleupagus, who's my favorite. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about flying out to the... Should do it. Kevin Clash is uh, the guy's Kevin name. Clash. Yeah. Cool. So check, check that out. Give you a lot of respect for what they do. Uh, but very impressive. And the movie was great. Obviously, I'm assuming most people have seen it. If not, you owe it to yourself and your kids if you happen to watch it. Totally. Mike, what would you give this movie? I love the Muppets, and I love this movie. And I love it so much that it is a five star for me. It has that extra appeal as uh, as we kind of described in the last episode, thanks to Dustin. It has that extra wow factor for me. You know, it it has so many. I felt so many emotions throughout it, which is so ridiculous. I mean, it's a it's a Muppet movie, but for some reason, I just loved it, and I still love it to this day. Five out of five for me. Yeah, great movie. I also give it a five out of five. Um, it's just everything I would want in a good, wholesome, entertainment film that's also punny, funny, great cast, and it's a musical. Yeah, yeah, so good. So that takes us into Muppets Most Wanted, and I, I have a clip. So here we go. Troops, everybody. The Muppets are under new management. Dominic, bad guy? It's pronounced bad G. It's French. French. With a new mission. We have to rescue Miss Piggy. And new challenges. Two Kermit. You've got the wrong wrong. They're seeing the world in a whole new light. This is prison. Light out. Turn them back on. I can't see anything. You'll have to wait till I'm like out of the hallway. Disney's Muppets Most Wanted. So the way they start out, just some spoilers, it literally starts out at the end of the first Muppets of the the recent Muppets movie, and they go into a cheesy song about sequels and how crappy they are. Yeah, the song's called, well, first it says they've ordered a sequel, and then the song is called We're Doing a Sequel. (laughs) 
and it's ridiculous. Well, and it kind of kind of made me really appreciate it. Well, and they even poke fun at it, you know, about how sequels are never quite as good, and that's one of the lines in the song. And uh, in this case, I have to agree. Yep, I agree as well. I will say that um, there are very few things from a trailer that will still make me laugh when I watch in a movie, but that it's Dominic, and they're like, bad guy? It's bad G. It's French, and they go, oh! That, yeah. Like, everything's okay. You got a legitimate chuckle out of me. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, I love Ricky Gervais. I've seen everything he's done, pretty much, and uh, I think that this is fantastic, and it's kind of, it's totally different for him. You know, it's family-friendly. Mm-hmm. It's it's, I don't know. It's just, it was a good, I think it was a good call for him to do this. And I think he enjoyed it. Like I, based on the interviews, I think he genuinely, you know, is passionate about the Muppets. He remembers the Muppets watch growing up, watching the Muppets and, uh, and, and so does Tina Fey and Ty Burrell. So, but together, I think that they made a great addition to the group. Um, and I, I honestly, I think that Ricky Gervais was good. And I think that I would like to see him in another one. Okay. But yeah, but I mean, probably won't, but he was good. He was good. He just, he was different. You know, he wasn't the typical loudmouth Ricky Gervais that we see like in his podcast and stuff like that which is totally separate from i mean he's obviously an actor playing a character and he does a good job but uh, it's nice to see him take another another big role like that right right so i'm gonna pull up i'm just pulling up some data here um i like ricky gervais as well Uh, i think i became an even bigger fan of ricky gervais after watching an idiot abroad Um, (laughs) yeah you really see him as a as a person yeah, and just who he is now, he messes with people. Like when Carl was in, in uh, Egypt, and he was just texting him, and he was like, 70 pence. <laughs> he was just texting him the amount each text message was costing him, <laughs> just to send them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wanted to check out some, some totals, just to kind of figure out how this Muppets is doing. Uh, it was released March 21st, so it was released about three weeks ago, and it had a production budget of only $50 million, which is actually surprisingly low. Yeah. Like surprisingly low. And it uh, has only grossed forty six million so far domestic, with an additional fourteen million in foreign. So for a total of sixty one million, hmm. and you have to assume that the marketing budget was equally, probably close to fifty million dollars. Oh really? So it's you think so? Money. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's just, I mean that's just how it works. So yeah, it's um, it was number two, open number two to seventeen million. And who just, who beat it out? Uh, I don't even know. Oh, okay. Let's check. Let's see if this will tell me. Divergent. Yeah. It opened to 50. Haven't million. even seen it. I have no desire to see it. Yeah. But I feel like I, I should, probably should. Probably. Everybody talks about it, and they all the people that have read the books love it. Right. I, I know nothing about either of them. Well, so, I mean, I wouldn't consider it a flop. No, it's not flop. However, it's not its budget back. And now they'll probably make money off of like DVD release and Blu-ray rentals and things but for me it makes me sad because i want it to succeed so much because it is a muppet movie and yeah it's it's huge now let's i just want to compare it to um the first muppets domestic it grossed 88 million on a 45 million dollar budget wow wow huh yeah 
I think weekend it did 29 million instead of 17. Wow. So that's wild. I think part of uh, this cost maybe went to locations like filming locations. I mean, cause they did a lot of, a lot of stuff abroad, you know, and a lot in England and yeah. And maybe that, maybe that did add well, to it or maybe not. I mean, it obviously made it easier for Ricky Gervais. Right. Well, I mean, domestic, I mean, the, the last one grossed 165 million total. So there's still hope for this one. Well, but, I mean, uh, it's I have, I have to admit that I had, like I was part of the problem. I mean, I didn't go right out and see this in opening weekend like I did with the first one. Right. I didn't see it till last night. And uh, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Jason Segel wasn't Jason Segel wasn't involved. That was a bummer for me. Yeah, it kind of took a lot away. Like even just as like a cameo or something, right. would have been great. I mean, we had Walter, but right. which would mean hopefully we would see, yeah, more. Yeah. Which in the end, it was fun how they poked fun at Walter for how he played such a big role in the first one. Yeah. And then, uh, so he didn't deserve to, you know, be, have it be focused around him. But I would say one thing that did stand out for me with this sequel was the, the music. So they did get Britt McKenzie to do a bunch of, uh, a bunch of the songs he did. We're doing a sequel. I'm number one. The Big House. I'll get what you want. Interrogation song. Something so right. And life's a happy song. So, it's that I think was what gave it the most for me. Right. The street cred. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's my favorite part about this movie. Ricky Gervais was good. Tina Fey was good. Ty Burrell was good. But the music definitely stands out. And Britt McKenzie is awesome. You know, I love him. Yeah, me too. So what would you give this one? I'm going to go with a three out of five. Three out of five? Yep. I am actually going to agree with you on this one as well. Three out of five. It and was good, worth watching. I don't know if it, it just doesn't really have what I was expecting it to in comparison to the first one. Right. So. Right. Well, that's movies. Movies. Well, let's go on and let's just give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Summit Green Manufacturing. What do they do, Mike? They make tankless water heaters. Why are those better than regular water heaters? Well, they heat your water on the spot. They don't take up all of that big bulky room in your, in your uh, what's it called, water closet? No, 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 your utility room. And uh, they're about the size of an Xbox and, you know, pretty equal on price, but they're going to save you a lot of money. Yep. Pretty incredible. Check them out. Tankless.com, Summer Green Manufacturing. Use Smelly Bellies as your discount code for 5% off. Tankless.com. Oh. All right, Mike, you got anything to talk about in the TV world? Well, I do, but I can't talk about it with you because you haven't seen it. And that is the latest episode of Gamma Thrones, which is episode two of season four. And uh, let's just say f- you need to go and watch it immediately after we get done recording. Okay, I will do that. Priorities, man. I'm sorry, I was out of town. Well, of- where were you? I was in Oregon. Ooh, so we get a little trip report, right? Quick little trip report. Tell me about Oregon. What's it like? I went out to see and meet my girlfriend's extended family. It was her dad's birthday. I had a big birthday party, so... Really? Like a a big party? Uh, It was like just a family party. There's about 30 people there. Oh, nice. Her dad is a pilot. Incredible, incredible story. Like, he ran away when he was 12. 
was like on a boat, got sick, got dropped off in Nicaragua. The doctor gave him three hundred bucks. Then he went to um, he went to a bar where it was like a an American bar. Met a guy who was like one of the most famous like stunt like wing walkers for planes. Really. Those two went to a whorehouse. What? He's how old? <laughs> He's like 14 at this time. Spent the $300. And then... In a whorehouse. In a whorehouse. And he basically decided that they needed to do... Um, they wanted to do... Uh, He's like, I need, to, I need a co-pilot. He's like, I'll fly with you. And so he spent three hours of training with him and then started flying planes. Oh, my gosh. And they were just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, they'd get out on the wings and jump off into the president's house for the president's parties and, like... Like crazy stuff. Um, so that's just what he did. And he's been uh, a pilot. He was in the Marines. Um, he's got his own hangar there in Oregon. We just had a party in a hangar, ate some awesome tacos, then looked out and checked out his plane. Wow. Pretty cool. Does he have a nice plane? Yeah. I mean, it, they, basically, he does, he's been doing plane manufacturing for a long time. And the plane that he has now is a nicer plane, but it's one that the Queen of England has actually flown on. She's her butt has touched a seat. Yeah, just sat in the plane. Wow. And she probably he, farted on it. Probably did. Queen of probably England. <laughs> royal royal dusting. <laughs> royal crop dusting in the plane. Oh, fart uh, dust. But yeah, he's cool. He's got a hangar full of planes, and he's like building a. He's manufacturing his own um, car plane, that from his own designs. A car and plane. He's he's like a self-taught engineer, and he's like in the process of building it. He started in wood and then realized it was too heavy, and so he switched to aluminum now. It's crazy. I was looking at it. He was explaining all the gears and how everything works. It was nuts. And he, he, he's going to go up in the sky in a car plane that he built out of aluminum. Yeah. He was showing me how you could like take the wings out, put them back on, things like that. Really? Pretty cool. That sounds super sketchy. <laughs> I have well, been don't... flying planes for, you know... He's like seventy-five. And That's true. What does he have? What does he have 14, to live for? Flying planes for sixty years. So. Oh wow! Kind of incredible. So it was cool. I got to hang out. Um, had some great time. Um, met some of my girlfriend's family and friends, and then. Spooky. Um, yeah, and then we went to. Um, just came back. It's been good. It's been good. So Oregon's awesome. It was my first time there. My family's from Bend, Oregon. It's where my my dad and his sisters were raised. I didn't get a chance to, to really go out there much, but the place is awesome. It's green, super green. How was the weather while you were there? The weather was awesome. Everyone was thanking us for bringing sunshine because apparently it's just been raining. It just huh. rains all through winter and spring. Well, and uh, it's it's April now. I mean, yeah, it's still April showers. Bring me flowers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. It was cool. I liked Oregon. The rental car place got rid of mid-sized cars, right? Someone cut in front of me in line, and they got the mid-sized car, and that was the last one. So we got upgraded to like a, f- a full-size, and we got what was it like a Dodge Challenger? Just like driving around in a brand new Challenger all weekend. That's not, that's kind of fun. It was pretty cool. I like I like driving new cars with rental cars. Like uh, in January, we went out to Florida and we rented a minivan. Nice. So I drove a town and country, but it was oh, like so, a brand new two, so 2014. Nice. Yeah. So smooth. I came away being like, wife, we got to buy a minivan. It's, That's awesome. It's awesome. It's so cool. There's like mood lighting and like four TVs and it's so good. It's great. But yeah, I love that feel of a new car. You get to like 
break it in. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was really cool. It was fun. That's cool. I'd like to go to Oregon someday. Oregon. Yeah, it was great. Huh. So that was my trip report. Mike, you got a trip coming up? I do. So uh, next, not next week, but the week after, I'll be taking the family to Disneyland. Nice. And uh, we'll be there for four days. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I, as, as anybody who knows me knows, we absolutely love Disneyland and the hall and Hudson Homes and uh, go as much as we can. This will be our, our first trip to the land this year. So we're, we're prepping. But hopefully we'll be able to get, we'll get this one done with and then we can get planning one in August with the Hudson. Yeah. The Hudson Clan. Yeah. All of you. All of you. All of me. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. I'm excited. I mean, I love Disneyland with the halls. It's fun. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have some good trip report there. I'll try to find something cool that I can talk about. Nice. Some fun facts. Please have a Disneyland Coke for me. It tastes the best there. Oh, I will. I'll have everything for you. Oh. Plan on eating so much crap that it'll just make me sick every day. Nice. All right. Well, let's. Uh, let's... Wow, time has flown. We are already getting close to our uh, our time limit, which we went over last week, so I think we should stick to it this week. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. Okay. I mean, we owe it to our to our smelly bellies. All two of you. Yeah. Good. Well, let's do you want me to start? Sure. What yeah. if we what if we alternate this let's time alternate. so you I do like one this. and then I do one? My number one. Mike introduced me by way of his former boss, Nicole, to a little band called Imagine Dragons. Yeah. And we saw them play in a little venue in Provo, Utah, and the subsequent year, they became super crazy famous. But today, they announced that they just started recording their second album. So, they're so due yeah. for the album. I mean, yeah. I'm, but I'm really excited. For a year and a half. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do, and I hope that... I don't know. Up. I really well, don't build up. Their EP's held up. I mean, their EP's just got better. Yeah. But one thing that's unique about Imagine Dragons is they have, like, they're, they're solely focused on the music. Like, they, they don't care about the fame and the money. They're there to make, to make the music, and they keep emphasizing that. And I, I choose to just buy into that with my, my whole heart. Yeah. And uh, so I... I'm excited too. I think I think it'll be really good. I saw them four times last year. Wow. Yeah, they were lucked out. They came to Arizona quite a bit, and he was emotional every single time. I mean, I saw him at a little venue opening for another band in in Tucson. Then I saw him open at a smaller venue in um, Arizona. Then I saw him open in a bigger venue in Arizona. And each time it just got bigger and bigger. And each time he was just super appreciative. And you could just tell, like he cried, at just as just very grateful for the opportunity they have to kind of be doing their thing and living their dreams. Only five years after starting the band, so it really I'm a big Magic fan. Love those guys. I'm very excited for the new album. So that's my cool thing for the day. Cool, cool. So uh, my one of my favorite things, and some people might not know this about me, but uh, I really love gardening. What? I do. It I really, all started with Farmville. No. No. I would say it started with my mother. 
So all growing up, my mother, we didn't always have a garden, but we did have, you know, a nice yard. So we would always have to do yard work. I grew up mowing the lawn, weeding, doing those kinds of things. And um, at our last house, I started having a garden, just started kind of with a basic salsa garden, tomatoes, onions, jalapenos, and uh, and that was delicious. It was fantastic. Uh, and then we moved to our new place, and I've got a plot, and I just actually measured it out today. We, it's uh, 20, 26 feet by 15 feet. So room, room for a decent-sized garden. And uh, this last Saturday, I, got, I borrowed my neighbor's rototiller and got out there and tilled up the dirt like a true farmhand and uh, bought myself a hoe today. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I really like gardening, and I'm really excited for uh, my garden this year. I'll be sure to report back on my delicious vegetables. That's great. That's awesome. It's kind of lame, I know, but... No, congratulations. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my number two is also music-related. Um, there is a band that I love, my friend Will West, at Will Will West. Wiki, wiki, Will Will West. Yeah. He actually uh, introduced me to this band. It's a band called As Tall as Lions. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. So probably big, from you. Probably. I'm a big fan. And... Um, I got to see them twice. They're no longer a band. They broke up in 2010. 2011 probably was when they officially broke up. Uh, but I got the chance to go out with Will and our good friend Peyton and his then girlfriend, Annette. He hadn't proposed yet. Ooh. And we got to go out to Beverly Hills at the Troubadour and watch them play a farewell show. I didn't know you went. I didn't know it was at the Troubadour. It was at the Troubadour. What? The poster hanging up right here. Yep. Hot damn. It was awesome. And then that was the, Troubadour. the next Do you year know like how many great bands have played the Troubadour? Yeah, the next year was when they had the, the documentary on the Troubadour. Oh my and gosh. Sundance. So I was like, I've been there. So Experienced cool. that before it was a thing. It was cool. They played a huge set. Um, an opening a band called The Diamond Light opened for them. And their, their band's getting a lot of popularity right now. And What's it called? The, uh, the Diamond Light. Huh, I'll check them out. Yeah, and um, Saw's Lions was, were playing. They played a bunch of stuff, and it was really cool because it was all of their real fans and people buying up drinks and shots in the middle of the show. And you just tell they were very sad, very grateful, and they played like eight shows. Um, but they put together a documentary. So the documentary is out. You can buy it for like 10 bucks, get a hidden track. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool. It just talks about kind of how everything went down and why they ended up where they were. But great band i love their music it's still my most listened to their albums are still my most listened to albums on my on my phone on my itunes so if you like good alt rock you should check them out alt rock as tall as lines very cool good to know well uh my second favorite thing is uh you know phil we play this game that we've talked about we talked about it maybe episode like one. Yeah. We play this game called Clash of Clans, created by Supercell. It's a, it's an it's an app, and a mobile app for uh, iOS and Android. And you, we have a clan. Our clan is uh, the Path to Exile, and we've been playing this game for well over a year now. It's kind of ridiculous. But Clash of Clans just released this big update where. They started having clan wars where your whole clan can go and battle another clan. And uh, there's a ton of like gold and loot to be won and a lot of strategy and 
planning and so our clan we've lost the last our first two wars and we're on our third one right now and we're gonna totally knock it out of the park and uh it's been really fun i really i really like i really like clan wars in clash of clans nice it's one of my favorite things i just started i did my first battles today good man nice okay um my number three this one's for you mike oh while I was in Albany, Oregon, I stopped at a little diner called the Pepper Tree. Sounds it delicious. Is a sausagery. <gasps> all all oh. forms of sausage you can imagine. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> that was the wrong O. <laughs> it was good. It still works. Okay. Uh, but I got myself an Oktoberfest with some sauerkraut, <gasps> some Golden's mustard. They have, I mean, they have Chicago style. They have anything you can imagine. It was great. Super cheap. And the, the guy there, he's he's nice in the sense that he will hook you up with your sausage and like, give you great food. But he's kind of a jerk. I guess in the town he's known as the sausage Nazi. Because he just like... Really? He's just... He's not... He just doesn't care about typical manners. He's just there to get to make great sausage. No sausage for you. And it's like only open like three days a week. Um, yeah, only, when he, only when he wants? Yeah. Super awesome. Oh. Great sausage. That's hilarious. Yeah, the pepper tree. Oh, I'm so jealous. My mouth is like watering. I, saw, I, I sent him a picture it. on the Instagram so of what I got. I always I always forget to check the Insta Instagram. Yeah. The Valograms. Well, let's hop over to your third. All right. Uh, my third is a little shop that I recently discovered. Um I can't remember who told me about it. Oh, I think it was my brother, my actual, my brother and my sister-in-law, Matthew and Shantae, told me about a little store that would, is kind of right up my alley, and it's down in downtown Provo, Utah, and it's a it's a shop. No, I guess not downtown. It's on Bulldog. It's uh, called Poppin' Sweets. <laughs> At this store, Phil, when you come up back up here next, I'm taking you there. It'll just blow your socks off. I've heard about this actually from so like four people. They they have they sell every type of soda known to man. I mean, you name it, guarantee they have it. They have just hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of sodas. I walked in and I just like fell to my knees and I cried for like a minute straight. You know, just sobbing into my hands because I had found this beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, they also have you know a whole bunch of candy you know i'm a big i'm a big uh i guess not a big but i'm kind of an anglophile yeah, i like totally i like england and uh because i lived there for a little while and um they have all of these candies from england and from you know all these european countries it's totally awesome and it's just uh oh, it's like my it's my new favorite thing it's probably like the most favorite thing i have had in a long time it's so amazing. So I stocked up, bought a ton of sodas. I spent, like, I spent like 60 bucks on just like soda and candy. It's great. It's <laughs> the, guy, like the guy was like, you're going to keep us in business, I guess. I was like, <laughs> I'll be back. That's awesome. So I love, love the popping sweets. Nice. Well, I know this is kind of a new segment. I know we just hit the 39 minutes, but we do have two Twitter requests. Oh, hot dog. This is number one, at Queso, at KSO, wants us to talk about at Queso. Oh, really? 
Yeah, Kobe wants us to talk about him. Well, we already talked about him a little bit. We did. Know, I went over to his house the other day. Uh, I guess Kobe's kind of, like the best golfer right now. That's, yes. that's the person that comes to mind. Not only is he like an amazing friend and the most witty person, he's the quiet, silent striker. Oh, he's dude. what might as well be SVD silent but deadly. Because he just like randomly will just pop off some weight that will just like cut you to the core. And he's good at it. I would I'd definitely say he's one of my favorite things. Yep. And I mean, how how do we know Colby? How did he come into our circle of trust? I think it was via myself and um, myself and Zach Hawkins. Just Zach and I and he would go to lunch, and then we started hanging out more, and then we started doing Halo nights and things like that. And Colby would come along. I remember the Halo nights. And then architecture, obviously, he was in all the Braille's classes. That's it for me. Yep, yeah. all of Braille's classes, and that, and then that was with with Mr. Hawkins yeah. and that transferred over. Yep. Got it. Yeah. So I, uh, probably one of my favorite things about at Queso at Colby is, um, he was my roommate for many a year. Yeah. Uh, we kind of, I moved, I moved out from my apartment and decided to move into a new one that was close to some friends of mine. And, uh, old Colby joined, joined me and he was my roommate and we had shared some amazing fun times as, nice. as roommates. And I, I miss those days. Actually, I was thinking about them the other day. Mm. Good old, good old Rob. I love the Robelish. Colby's one of my favorite people and he and his beautiful wife, Heather and their wonderful daughter. Oh, they're kids. like, they're Just like the perfect, the perfect all, little family. All American family right up there with Mike and Nikki. No, they, they have me beat. And the Hudson clan. <laughs> I'm you representative of at least 20% of our population. You too, fail. Sing, single male. <laughs> uh, well, uh. This, the second one is... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The second one is from uh, at Brock W15, and I think we're actually going to side table this for our next podcast. It's a good question. I don't I see it. Make a whole, oh, I think we're going to make a whole podcast out of this. I will. Sign me up. Okay, well, that's it, Smelly Bellies. We thank you again for your time and for listening. We appreciate your uh, input. And please hit us on the Twitter at SmellyCast. Meet us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash SmellyCast. Or twitter.com slash SmellyCast. Hit us on the, uh, the website, SmellyCast.com. Leave us your comments and let us know. We, uh, we love hearing back from you. Great feedback. Love hearing things we can do to improve. If there's something you think we could do to be better, please let us know. We love it. Yeah, yeah, we're working on getting this more legit. And uh, the website, I'm just slowly making little tweaks to it here and there, getting it better and better. Next step is going to be uh, some responsive stuff. Going to get it, going to get it looking good on your phones. So yeah, yeah, yeah. stay stay tuned for that big update. That should be dropping in the next uh, week or so. Pretty exciting. Cool. So yeah, thanks. That I guess that's it. I mean, let's get a little clap here for the for the outro. <laughs> Sayonara. Mm-hmm.